Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. fuckers and welcome back to WTAF of uh, this country podcast. Firstly, he's a male oh, I knew I'd get that word wrong. <laughs> Straight from the start. He's as malevolent as a crow. Is wearing his Spider-Man pants with skidders in them and is will change your life for just 200 pounds. It's Neil. Hello there. <sighs> Spider-Man pants with Spider-Man skidders. pants with skidders. We were only talking about that just a, a we little were. bit earlier on Facebook Live. We were not that I've got skidders. You have though. <laughs> and you're the one looking. <laughs> I know. I can't help myself. Anyway, we've said before that this country isn't just about Daisy and Charlie. There is a whole team of wonderful people in front and behind the camera. And here at WTAF, we want to give you the show, give you Oh, the show-making experience from every angle. We want to ask the big questions, the crucial questions, the real questions. Here to answer them are assistant directors on this country, Callum Taylor and Matt Bell. Hello. Hey. Hey. Hello, guys. So the big question, what the hell is an assistant director? <laughs> I knew, Darcy. Over <laughs> to you, Matt Bell. No, you said, oh, I'll answer this one. No, I didn't. I said, you said you'd do it on the Come on, then. So, uh, there's a few different roles. You've got Matt, who's the first assistant director, so would you like to explain your role? Nicely done. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> uh, first, first AD is uh, HOD, just want to throw that out there. So, um, Which stands for Head Callum's of Department. Boss. Right, you're Callum's boss. Yeah. Just, yeah. And how did you get this job on this country, Matt Bell? <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Basically, I break down the scripts and do the filming schedule and sort of work out what we're doing on what day, what actors are free on those days, what sets, what locations are free. Uh, so, yeah, sort of sit down with Tom, work out what what he'd prefer, to, you know, where we're going to start. Sort of, you just sort of break the scripts down into a thing called Movie Magic, which is like a software package. Yeah. Put the dates, the filming dates in, put... Put, um, who's available, actor what, because a lot of the actors, <laughs> whenever you uh, book them for a job, they're suddenly 
not not available to work for half of it, which is quite common at the moment because we're very busy in the TV yeah. world. So, um, yeah, just try and work out the filming schedule, basically. Right. Okay. So where do you start on that? Would you just start with what actors you've got available on what day and then you work out to what scenes you film? Yeah, it's usually led by cast availability and location. Yeah. Because obviously a lot of their locations aren't available on the days you want them. So it's like it's like a big jigsaw, basically. Yeah. So apart from Daisy, Charlie, Tom and Simon, are you the first person that sees the script as it is finished? Um yeah, I probably well, I get sent the early drafts because I start breaking those down. So yeah, I'll get. Um, <laughs> get so you're them. the you're the man that everybody would like to know then, uh, as opposed well, to the, this country fans. The line producer will get them before me, actually. Oh right, okay. But um, yeah, there's, a few, budget, there's a few of us coordinators. They, line producer, coordinator. They those guys start. They're the first to start, basically. With the producer, then the director will come on. Then myself. Art department, they usually start earlier than me. Locations come on quite early. Yeah. So how how soon do you get the... Or how soon before you start filming do you get the script? Uh, I usually get... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, I suppose get four weeks prep for a... The rule of thumb is you get four to five weeks prep for a six-week shoot. Most comedies you get a six-week... You know, a six-episode series is usually a six-week shoot week per episode so yeah you're supposed to get four to five weeks most of the time you don't get any scripts till about week three or four of your prep really oh, Christ. it's not that uncommon is it no, so exactly. you've got all your locations they've already scattered the locations and they give you all those or are you waiting for those as well uh, the, the locations team they're sort of waiting on the scripts as well obviously to what um yeah, right. you know what they need to find yeah. as well but sometimes you know they can get that without the script you know they'll be like right we need like the woods for example and we need a hospital there's going to be that in this script so then they can yeah. go out and find that yeah. in advance and warn those locations are for example if it's like a hospital you know is there any certain days we can't come in and film or yeah. can and you know you can get a rough basis there and can things change yeah. On a date, date yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the woods, um, for Steam Fair episode, for example, we didn't have those woods till like at least halfway through the shoot. Yeah, it was sort of so we had to go on recce's at lunchtime, to yeah, try and find them and stuff. And who, who found them? <laughs> Our location manager Graham found them. In it. I can't actually remember. It was at um, National Trust site, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. Isn't it? But, uh, Is that Shelbourne? Yeah. Yes. Well done, Neil. There you go. Well done, sir. It was <laughs> So when it came to the very first series, and so you were looking for, say, uh, Kerry's mum's house, why did they choose that particular... Because, I mean, we've said before that it's become very iconic now because it's it's a little bit like the Psycho House. It's on that hill, <laughs> and it's become very iconic. Yeah. But, but what made you choose that particular house at, at, at the very start? Well... I was on series one. Oh right, okay. I was. <laughs> yeah, um, I believe it was uh, Alex Cox was our location manager for the first series. He hasn't been on it since because he's been busy doing other stuff. Uh, but he also location manages uh, Endeavour, which is filmed around this area. So that's how they uh, found him. And I believe that you know when they were just writing it all to begin with, worked it all in this area. There's talk of it, you know, moving elsewhere, being shot elsewhere. But you know, Simon and Charlie and Daisy they all. And Tom, of course, wanted it, you know, to actually be shot in Northleach, where they, where they found Northleach, um, as they found that sort of a whole town mm. had everything they needed. Mm. And then I believe that um, 
Yeah, they went off with Alex one day. So why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? We're just talking normally. <laughs> yeah, no, but he had everything I needed, like market square and everything. And um, yeah. yeah, they uh, went off with Alex and scouted a few houses and yeah, found that one. And the, the owners there are lovely, really nice people and were so accommodating to us. And I believe, yeah, they just found that one and decided it was the right one for it. Yeah. So as, a, as you're a second assistant director. Yes. So, so what are your... Is your job um, role as such. So I'm Matt's safety net, as he okay. likes to remind me very often, to repair a few holes in it. <laughs> but so I'll, um, my main thing is sort of look after the cast and um, the day-to-day running of... So when Matt has put the schedule together, it's then sort of handed over in a way to, well, to all departments, but then also um, myself to input into the call sheet and work out when the cast are needed on set, distribute obviously to the cast and uh, whatnot to make sure them and their agents know what days we want them mm-hmm. booked for, which also coincides with production, you know, do the deals um, and whatnot. And I'll also sort of cast the supporting artists, our background, like for example, or also smaller roles like um, the nosy old cockwomble, Mandy's yeah. mum. You know, it's little stuff like that, mate. Originally was going to be a cast, but they couldn't find somebody to uh, play it, so they'd hand it over to me, and then I'll go out and find some using agencies. It's sort of, yeah, just looking after that and making sure the day-to-day of it all runs smoothly and correctly. And, yeah, notice, you know, obviously break down the scripts as well in case Matt has missed... Anything or that never happens. It does <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> so, we've noticed in the yeah. short time that we've we've known you, mm. um, you are like an old married couple. And you said that people, a lot of people say that. I do. Yes. But is does the relationship that you two have is quite key to the jobs, making sure that the job is successful? What you do? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We we have to make sure the filming days, because you, as a rule of thumb, you also do like the normal sort of working days, eight till seven, with an hour for lunch. And if you go over seven o'clock, it's highly frowned upon, and you can incur like overtime from the crew. So you have to try and like keep the show moving, yeah. like the shed the day moving, which is quite hard on a job like this country because all, all everyone does is just mess around and <laughs> we all just have a laugh. To be yeah, honest, right. it's so it's different fun. to every other job. Uh, this one is obviously it's pure fun, and we all love it. But essentially, it's our job to help yeah. you know achieve the day achieve the schedule because obviously if we don't then you know say if we miss off a scene that only we only had that artist booked for that day for example um and we don't complete it then they're gonna have to come in for another day which is Mm. you know however many hundreds of pounds and you know we've got six days to shoot this and say if you think it's unachievable then we have to report back and and cuts will have to (laughs) So not yeah, talking about the uh, new one that you're yeah. <coughs> about to start on. Other other sets you've been on, what's the worst thing that could happen for you then? <laughs> so so where does it... Is it, is it the, if you overrun, is it you don't find things? What, um, what would be your worst nightmare? My worst nightmare is... Might have happened. Is <laughs> 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 you get to, to a scene and you call the actor to set <laughs> and you think you've got them all there and then someone says, where's so-and-so? And you're like... What do you mean, so and so? They're not in this scene, and you quickly get your script out. You stay oh, sweated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that may have happened quite recently on a job, but but in Did it? 
That's not bad. We've. This wasn't his fault. I was his safety net, which I didn't sort of see it. But also, it'd been discussed in rehearsals, but this said person wasn't, they had a line in it, but they gave that line to somebody else. But then, very later on, never seen this sort of scripted, but they just appear at a door with somebody else. So it was sort of said in prep that we wouldn't need that person. So we didn't put them in the schedule, they weren't put in other people's breakdown. And then morning of it, phone call from a director who was on set, like you know, literally only a few meters away. Mm. Oh, um, I think so and so needs to be in this scene, and we we're like, mm. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. At each other. So, but, a few phone calls later, two hours, she was there, and yeah. But that didn't sound like your fault per se. No, it's it's a fine like it's a bit that, of grey area as well. That, that probably one, wasn't. No, that wasn't. Fair. No, but then again, we should have maybe if I'd have the night before quickly you know checked everything like i should have done and sort of did may have skimmed through it that evening um <laughs> i could have flagged it up and then we could have had a quick discussion being like oh just checking you still don't need this person in the scene because they're not coming in tomorrow and then they'd have been like oh no we do actually need them but yeah on that occasion it you know but it can very easily be done like yeah, that. yeah you know mm. you've got to be so all over everything and that's the worst and... thing that can happen for you because well, it sounds like it's quite a stressful thing in some ways i'm also <laughs> responsibly Responsible for health and yeah. safety. Right. So if someone gets hurt or injured... And how often does that happen? <laughs> Touch wood. Not at all, really. Right. I wouldn't say not at all, but, you know, a few... There's been a few minor things. Not on your sets, but... No, of For other people I work for, there's been a few minor things happen. Mm. But, you know, yeah, you've got to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was yeah. checking through your uh, both of your IMDBs, um, and you've both done... By the looks of it, like um, studio-based comedies and like like this country filmed comedies. Which one do you prefer I've working on? Updated mine actually. Cause oh, was, have you? There's <laughs> some credits missing. I prefer location-based, like yeah. preferably in the countryside, preferably yeah. the Cotswolds. Right, right, yeah. right. Is that less stressful? Yeah, I think when you're outside and the weather's nice and you're in a beautiful part of the country, I would definitely say it relaxes everyone a bit. And, in London, it's so hard now to move mm. around the traffic because obviously a film crew you drag like a, your production vehicles everywhere. All your tech vehicles are big lorries and yes, you you see the vans. You know the circus. That's mm. sort of, you got your catering and all that. Well, I just saw the pictures for Men in Black Four in London that they were filming. Yeah, well, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, compared to what yeah. We but, have, but how they ever did that, I don't know. Ripping it's up streets, people each time. Yeah, as well, and, you and know. people in London are so almost bored I'd say of film crews and where you come to like North Leach and everyone loves it's it so and, friendly yeah. and goes out of their way to help you and, and it's sort of infectious it's really you can't you sort of treat people differently here because yeah you just sort of don't want to offend you know you don't want to upset them because they're so, so welcome nice, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. it's a joy to work around here yeah. really. I did notice on yours Matt um, the increasingly poor decisions of Todd Margaret you worked on I did yes <laughs> nice was, I was going to say, for me, that's one of the undiscovered gems of, of comedy. I've seen... I'd be very, very quick to watch it online or anything because it just sort of appeared and then disappeared. What was that like? I did Series 3, which apparently Netflix commissioned because Series 1 and 2, they'd noticed, was getting loads of views. Yeah. So they like approached the production company and said, can you make a third series? And uh, I think the, David Cross and the writers were like... 
how because <laughs> the way it ended exactly don't give any spoilers, no 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 i still don't really understand how they did it but <laughs> that was a job where i first met trevor cooper okay right on a sunday morning in a strip club <laughs> <laughs> as you do hackney that's so, yeah, work but... if people think the tv world is glamorous Go and work in a strip club in Hackney on a Sunday morning when it hasn't been cleaned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With Trevor Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> it's all sticky floors. Oh, it's yeah, disgusting. Awful. Absolutely yeah. awful. But studio um, um, work, do you, you still really enjoy doing that? I yeah, mean, I like, especially the live, like we did Red Dwarf. Yeah. In front of a live audience. That's, that was great fun. That's really, really good fun and rewarding because you can hear it like... The reaction, yeah, like live, it's like, yeah. The other thing about shooting it live as well is like, you know, um, in other scripted comedy, you know, like with Red Dwarf, we go, we do a pre-record first, and obviously you go again and again and again, and then you change things around. When it's live, it's like, right, we've only got what is it, two hours? Is it three hours? Three hours. Three hours to shoot, and you know, you go once or twice each time then that's it you just move on so as soon as that as soon as seven o'clock starts or whatever and the cast are on set then it's just all right this is it now <laughs> three hours let's go and it, you get a little bit of a buzz from it yeah. and you do feel like you know, you're part of putting yeah. on a show and yeah. you can hear people laughing it's like yeah. and you're sort of working in front of people as well when you're changing sets and and with something like Red Dwarf where their fan base is so oh, rabid yeah. and they, they absolutely yeah. love the show yeah that must have been an extra kind of buzz yeah just to be a part of that must have been amazing. Yeah, we yeah. had our own like little fan group as well. In a way, with, um, I applied for Countdown. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, drunk Christmas evening, because um, I beat my girlfriend at the time at Scrabble, and I got a bit cocky. So I was like, <laughs> not, cause I'm not the smartest out there, and I beat her at Scrabble. So I was like, right, I'm going to apply for Countdown. Applied for Countdown. Had an interview when we were at Red Dwarf, which you filmed. Look, I deleted it, thank God. Nah. <laughs> and anyway, when we were shooting Red Dwarf for comedian, um, what was his name? Ray. He's Ian Bowlesworth. Yeah, Ian Bowlesworth. Um, he told all the, audi- all the audience, and you know, we were having a bit of a laugh with him. Next thing, next week, they found out, you know, that I didn't get on. One of the Red Dwarf fan. Uh, group had made about a thousand badges that <laughs> said like justice for Calamon <laughs> with a countdown thing and like yeah. hashtag ham and cheese toasty which was part of the whole my application process when they asked what I'm good at <laughs> I said make ham and cheese toasties but yeah it's like yeah mad fan base and yeah you get six months we were on that as well and mm. every week it's just like yeah, have you have you noticed the, the this country sort of fan community have, yeah do, do you see that because as, as we're sort of part of that mm. whole sort of thing, we've noticed that it's a really nice community. There's yeah. no, there's not really any negative things. I just wonder whether that filters into to what you do and, and whether you see it or not. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, seen I, it on when I'm on. I don't go on Twitter massively, but yeah, you definitely like follow Paul Cooper and people mm. like. Well, I follow all the cast and you guys and that. So mm. yeah. Yeah, you do. You, see, like... you see a lot of accounts as well and, you know, all just praising everything that's happening and, you know, all the awards that they're winning. Like, you know, all the fact you can, you see all the fan groups come up straight away and, you know, that are posting all the news. And, yeah, it's, it's nice to see because it's such a great show to work on and to notice, you know, the recognition that the show's getting from around and that people are going out of the way, you know, like you guys, to, mm. you know, create stuff like this and mm. 
fan page. Well, now it's going site. across the uh, across the waters, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. Hulu, isn't it? Got it, it is Hulu. Hulu yeah. I actually managed to get you know Kevin and Bean from K Rock. Yeah. Um, there is now a. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame radio DJ that now knows about the show has watched the first three episodes and thinks it's amazing. <laughs> really? So yeah. I am trying my hardest to get him to mention it on their uh, LA amazing. radio yeah. show, morning radio show. That's the next thing we got to do, just yeah, to keep we'll pushing him, keep that. pushing him. So what, what was the difference then from when you started on Series 1 to Series 2? Uh, series 1 was amazing because, like, like I say, none of us really knew what we were sort of going in for mm. um, because... I mean, we read the scripts and we all found it hilarious. And because um, I'd worked with uh, Simon Mayo Archer, producer on, on Josh previous um, to that, and Daisy and Charlie actually came down to set one day, like this was before shooting series one and everything, just to, like have a look. And they were sort of a bit overwhelmed by it all. And I remember the first day shooting series one when they both came, like Daisy was just like couldn't believe it was all happening because obviously they have been working on it all for years yeah, yeah that's right yeah. everything and just to see all the trailers like production trailers and that she was almost in tears like seeing it all being like i can't believe it's happening and first series it was only a it was a three-week shoot um and we just honestly had the best time of our lives shooting it we were just like watching it thinking it's all hilarious because it's mockumentary as well it's like you're not doing it over and over again or so many setups per scene and that it's like all handheld, two cameras, like two different sort of setups each hmm. scene. Yeah, that that sort of blows your mind, actually. When you, yeah, when you work on a, I've never worked on a mockumentary type. Then you effectively try and make every scene work in one shot. So when you watch the blocking of the scene, when we show it to the crew, hmm. I've still got my normal head on. I'm thinking, oh, well, how are they going to cover coverage there? Why drop the head? Mm. No reverses. <laughs> single with it's about single twenty out. shots, but no, it's, Tom's like, no, don't worry. <laughs> no, because I sat in this uh, beauty of a mockumentary. Of, you know, you don't get every angle that you would necessarily get on other shots. Mm. So how long that. does it take for your brain to sort of switch into that mode then? Because I can imagine, like you say, for the first couple of days, you must be thinking automatically, right, we need to get coverage for this, yeah. this and this. It's probably, probably sort of, a first, for me, on the first series, I'd say it was sort of the first day, really. You know, right. you, after the first couple of scenes, you're going up being like, have we not got a shot here with a road? Or, you know, they got to cover that. But no, it's just, just that shot. And then you, again, on the first series, we were honestly loving it and just watching it all and thinking this is brilliant but then you still you just still never know like, I've worked on so many mm. shows before where at the time you're working on it and you think oh this is great this is going to look fantastic and then once it's uh, out there once it's put out it's like not done too great or anything sort of the experience of that I was thinking you know it should go down brilliantly but you never know no. you mm. never never know and just out of interest it, what was the very first scene they shot oh I should know this um <laughs> Oh, if you're, if don't you, don't you don't win a prize week, if you get it right. Don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of quiz. Yeah, I could. I f- I'm pretty sure it was in the park um, uh, when we had. I'm pretty sure it was a set, the first day. We definitely had the dump gang. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, which yeah, which brings me <laughs> brings me to something about to give you. So we had these <laughs> ran you know six random They're kids coming like, oh. and everything and. Um, and then we're on set, just like it's when Nerit sings, uh, swings when Daisy's introducing, when Kerry's introducing her crew to the camera and whatnot. We're literally just setting up, and 
we start shooting, she hasn't given any of them names yet. We start shooting for the first time and she's making up all these <laughs> names. We're all pissing ourselves yeah. watching it. I can't be like, she's not saying that, she's not saying that, is she? I mean, there was a big guy, I've forgotten his name now. Oh, it's the pressure of being here. He's forgotten his name. But then she said, this is Porkchop. Yes. This is Porkchop. We're like, Porkchop, where's she got that from? And everything. And we all like, just absolutely piss ourselves about it. And then about a week later, we were then at the dump. You know, shooting that, and it was like, oh yeah, let's make pork chop security of uh, you know the That's dump right. and everything. So he was at the, the door. door. Like, exactly. So that was all just that wasn't even a script or anything. We just came up with that on the day because she had the door, and then <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah, pork chop's gonna be security. We'll put him everywhere, and even at the um, the fair, what was that? A scarecrow festival. Like, it didn't make the edit, but we sort of put him by the bouncy castle, so, <laughs> right. yeah, like, you know, checking all the other kids, be like, no, nah, he can't come on. But um, at the end of series one, part of the rap gift was these hats, which are pork chop security. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Got a couple left over. Oh, so, are you so, kidding me? Superstar. That is awesome. So, that is from series <laughs> oh, thank one. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baseball cap with pork chop security on. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because we were trying to find out who that kid was. Yes, yeah, I've got him. I've got him down somewhere. He's about seventeen now, I think. So we bought him back again. He was in series two. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Bought, we bought him back again last year. That and, is um, awesome. I might need to find his name brilliant. because yeah, I'll find his name because we did online. our first we did our first live show back in May. Um, at a local theatre, mm. and we had the idea of having him stood on the door, yeah. <laughs> just stood like this yeah. while people going in and sort of ch- asking, door, asking for the dump gang yeah. password yeah. for people to go in. Um, that's yeah. awesome. Thank you that very is, much. That is so Thank kind you. of you. We'll get Thank some photos of that yeah. absolutely. We will. Yeah. Did you try and get Andy Fordham? We you know have, what? Yeah. You know what? He's We are friends with him on, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Um, I tweeted him the day after the episode, and... Um, we were, said, to we were due to interview him and a friend of his died apparently oh, so he, right. we couldn't do it uh, but he, I said to him do you know what this country is he said you know what I've had mates all day yeah. texting me and tweeting me saying you've got to watch this country and I don't know why <laughs> and I said just watch it I said but if you want to chat to us so hopefully we'll try and get that sorted out in the Brilliant. future but it's, this is the thing about this show is that it makes it these different connections with people that you never thought you'd ever connect with. <laughs> yeah. You know, I never for one minute thought that I'd be tweeting Andy Fordham for, <laughs> for, for any particular reason. It's just so random. But that's what I love about the show. That's, for um, me, it's when you had Tom White from Sky Sports News. I'm a massive football fan. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, you Callum thinks it's a football podcast, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, you better listen to some. And he's like, yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah, it's like a yeah. football podcast. Well, I've, I've never really listened to podcasts before. I've not really right. quite new to them. Again, I this think is the you can be- even swear on it. But I know yeah. the name is uh, called yeah, what, the, what actual the Actual Fuck. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I think you can. But that was, again, Twitter is fantastic because you can see all the famous people that like the show. So as soon as they get on there, you think, right, let's just message him. Yeah. And he just said, yeah, I love the show. He said, there's loads of us at Sky yeah, Sports Ed News. That, that, yeah, so we've got Ed hopefully coming in. Amazing. Um, it was the Hayley McQueen is, yeah, the, is yeah, the one yeah. that we're hopefully going to get. But it's amazing, hmm. you know. And I think because it's started on the internet, if you like, it was yeah. on BBC Three, like you say, you don't know whether it's going to work right. or not. But it's just amazing how it's grown. Mm. And I, I love the fact that it's grown. Um, have you found that it's now become easier as you're working on it? Or is there a more heightened sort of security now? Because um, like you said, you, when you came in, you, you mm. can't say anything about the, the, the special and we wouldn't want you to say anything. But do you feel there's a bit more of a pressure now because people want to know what's going on rather than before people didn't really know? It's difficult, isn't Not it? Not really. I mean, series two was... 
still sort of people left us alone. I think I don't think the sort of hype had quite reached its peak. No, I mean that was pre-BAFTA wins as well, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. Yeah. But also, <laughs> I mean, I think like after we read the script for the special, you straight away when you're laughing straight away and laughing throughout, you just sort of what was you laughing at? just give it a try just give it a try yeah it's just like you don't even think like we don't think for say if it wasn't as funny or whatever then we might think oh you know for them oh you know is it going to be as successful but after you know the way series two went down as well you know no it sort of doesn't feel like any pressure not for us anyway i mean i don't know about charlie and daisy and Mm. simon and tom but no they're all still enjoying it like a bridging episode yeah, it is a Christmas special, even right. As a few people have mentioned, it's not you're not going to see curtain in a Santa's outfit right. or anything. It's not <laughs> no fear, special. Santa. It's, Santa. <laughs> it's just yeah, bridge up. So yeah, it's a bridge between series three, which from series yeah, don't fit. clear a few things up from series two. Okay, don't yeah. say any more, please. No, no, I don't, I don't right. want you to get in trouble. I don't know it. what they've got planned for series three. Right, I'm not even sure if they know. No, yeah. probably, no, not. no, no probably not. Probably okay, not. I mean, it, to me, it feels like Star Wars type of security. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're really scared, scared to... I, I would hate to, that you would get in trouble because you said something mm. to us, but at the same time, there's a little part of me that wants to know, mm. and there's a big part of me that, that, like all the fans, just can't wait until it comes yeah, out to be able to yeah. see what's going on. Be patient, man. I can't. <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you actually... Did you watch it as well as a, yeah. as a general punter even though you worked on it do you yeah. sit back I mean, and watch I, it i don't actually watch a great deal of tv in general mainly just match of the day and <laughs> sky sports news to be honest with you but um i do like i love my comedy and after if say if i hadn't worked on it or hadn't have you know just sort of seen a few promos and well, i've been like oh, i might just give this a try but um when after working on the first series and seeing how funny it was then I was telling everyone about it yeah, and I couldn't stop going on about yeah, it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know honestly because it was it was obviously the funniest show to yeah. ever work on and they're, they're all so gen, genuinely funny and yeah I was just like I have to watch this yeah. we went to the cast and crew screening for series one and watched uh, three episodes but um, then you know as soon as he was out I was watching them over again and yeah it's 100% it's just such a great watch he kept hanging on about it this is before Matt had worked on can we just finish working on camping with Julia Davis we've been staying in like these holiday caravans in (laughs) Devon and that was a lovely job and it was I thought it was probably the funniest thing I'd ever worked on and he's like a couple of months later starts texting me I'm in a Caravan again, and now I'm in the Cotswolds. <laughs> He's like, This show's hilarious. You wait till it comes out. I was like, Yeah, whatever. So was, and then um, eventually came out, finally got around to watching it. And I was like, Because I grew up in a small village like Northleach on, in between Essex, on the Essex and Cambridgeshire border. And I was just like, This is my childhood. <laughs> like, I could relate to everything in it. And it was just. I start, it was almost reminiscent of mm. sort of the place I grew up in, mm. like you know, with the characters. Everyone knows each other. Everything gets polarized because <laughs> you're sort of locked in that vi- little village. Like Swindon seems like like Cambridge, our nearest city. If, when you when you can't drive, it just feels like a million miles away. Yeah. You know? yeah. So everything's yeah. closed, and I was, you know, every every episode I could relate to. And is it easy to watch it without? 
having a working head on, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's so about that show, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that show is. Other shows, not so much. Oh, right. I was going to say, is, yeah. that, is that because you know how the sausage is made? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. I might use that with um, yeah, yeah. I, I think for for me it is. I mean, I you know don't enjoy watching as much other comedy because you're often thinking. You do think about how they've shot it and you know what's going on in the background mm. and all that. For me personally, it has kind of ruined watching a lot of other stuff. I, I watch it and think, oh, oh, please let that moment. There's so yeah. much improv and often the scripts are quite long. This. So much good stuff that doesn't yeah. make it in. Right, right. So those released, you know, those um, scenes they released. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much mm. funny stuff that just comes out of it, but probably isn't that relevant to the story. So. Mm. They'll need to release the scripts um, like they did with all the Goon Show scripts and things like <laughs> that, where you could actually read them for yourself. Well, there's so many it. people on the on the Facebook and Twitter and that that, that say when's the DVD coming out because we want to see like yeah. bloopers and mm. extras and all that kind of stuff and it and I mean, I, I could. We've said before to other people, haven't we, that we can't mm. believe that there hasn't been a blooper reel. But yeah. they sort of said that there isn't really a lot of bloopers. No, not really. There's a lot. Of, once they've got the the scene, they'll run. They'll like come up with ideas of like different versions. Like when we're doing mm. the building site, <laughs> that's one of the rare occasions where I've had to walk off sex. I was like, I was corpsing <laughs> off camera. <laughs> <laughs> They just did so many stupid things. Like, there's a curtains cry. They did a scene where I really bully him, so he starts crying. But obviously, that never made the show. There's other oh, little. Uh, there's loads of little stuff. There's like a little that thing on. that we could have caught on camera happening in the Bowls Club with our lovely producer Simon, which I'll hand over to you, Matt. If you've been desperate, <laughs> desperate to sell, <laughs> yes, you have. Go on, Come tell on. us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Simon won't mind. No, you might. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, Simon went missing in the bowls club, and like, I think there was a script question or something, and like, no one could find him. Right, like phoning around, like everyone started to get quite worried. Like, he's just vanished, like, right? Because he's always on his phone as well. Always, he's always down, like head head down. Looking so at his basically, phone. we must have spent an hour looking for him. Like, filming stopped. It was like, fucking hell, we're gonna have to, we've got a lost person on. Where's our producer? <laughs> he's just vanished. Uh, I can't remember who found him. But where did they find but he'd him? Him. He was in a, a wardrobe. Because <laughs> he had a migraine. <laughs> he, locked, he locked himself in a tiny cupboard <laughs> in the dark. Why? Head down. <laughs> Just because he had a migraine. Because you've oh, got to right. go in a dark room with a migraine. I thought you said he had a mic on. No, oh. you're so terrible at speaking, you are. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> that's not... I feel sorry for him, poor old Simon. It's a great... <laughs> You, it's not that funny if you suffer yeah. from a migraine, but it's yeah. quite funny we found him like covered up in a cupboard, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> shielding his eyes from the light, yeah. <laughs> like a vampire as you zoomed him in the sunlight. Bless him. Right now, at this point, we normally play Kerry or Curtain, but as you scour <laughs> through the scripts, that seems mm. to be a bit pointless because you're going to know, and obviously you're going to probably be the same. Uh, I don't know. Well, tough. Guy. We're not playing we're not really playing. <laughs> anyway. So what we're going to do is we're going to have 60 seconds of quick-fire questions. Ooh. Okay, who wants to go first or second? I'll go second. Can Matt I just, Bell will go first, I'll being the do... first AD. That's very no, good. Oh, yes. I'm series two only, remember. Very good. Well, no, these aren't about... These are just general questions. <laughs> these are just... These are questions about... General knowledge. To know... To know just questions... <laughs> it's not a question. 
to find out more about you. <laughs> this is to find out more about you. So there'll be like either nice. or questions or just the first thing that comes onto oh, off the top of your head. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Got sixty seconds on the clock. Ready. You say one, two, three. Ready and go. Have you ever been in a fight? Yes. Did you win? No. Did you get hit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who always tries to break him up and gets hit. Ah, right. Okay. Um, what's one book that you take on holiday? Oh, I can't wait. Can you ask him that, please? Okay. I'll ask you first, though. What? I love a book. I do, but I don't like to read them. Alaskan book one. Okay, Winter Dance. Okay. Uh, Most famous person that you could text right now? Charlie Cooper. (laughs) Do you prefer being too hot or too cold? Too cold. Lemon squash or orange squash? Uh, Neither. Okay. (laughs) Who should be the next James Bond? I'll go in. Idris Elba. What superpower would you like to have? Uh, invisibility. What did you have for breakfast today? I had peanut butter on toast. Okay. Favourite swear word? Oh, damn. <laughs> it's damn. Swear. <laughs> <laughs> Just a matter of fact, what is your favourite swear word? What do you use at work more than any other? Probably fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the favourite, just the one that use, comes used out the, the most. most. The Sorry, one that you use the most. Okay. Oh, you only had a couple left. Favourite, first car you owned? Uh, Mini. Uh, what decade would you like <laughs> to go back in time and live in? Probably the 90s. <laughs> and your favourite podcast to listen to? Ooh. Oh. I do. I did want to say, I really enjoy your podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I meant to say that at the start, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you, that's a perfect answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the Parapod, if you've heard of that. The Parapod? Is that about paranormal psychology? That's Ian Bolesworth. Yes. Ian Bolesworth and Barry Dodds. Barry's a... I'm giving them a plug here. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. They're both comedians. Barry is also a part-time ghost hunter. Right. But he's never seen a ghost. Okay. And Ian's like a total sceptic. Right. Barry has to present a haunting, you know, a a mystery or a haunting every week, and Ian just pulls it apart. The Parapod. Yes. Sounds interesting. I'll give it a try try tomorrow. Right, are you ready, Callum? I'm more than ready. Are you ready? ready. Right. Have I got to ask that uh, the book one <laughs> yeah, first? Yeah, start with questions, it. Okay. Well, they, you start... have got different questions, oh, yeah, no. but I'll start with that just one first. Just ask him if he's read more than one book I was enjoying his life. Okay, ready? Ready. Steady. <laughs> Go. What's the one book you take on holiday? Jamie Vardy's autobiography. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Having a party. Can you take Roy Keane? You could finish Come on. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? Curtin or Rimmer from Red Dwarf? Rimmer from Red Dwarf. Okay, which friend are you... Which friend, as in friends, are you most like... Oh, uh, Ross. Okay. No, Joey. Joey. <laughs> Joey. Joey, yeah. yeah. Who was the last famous person you were in contact with? Oh, I had a FaceTime with Rutger Hauer today. Wow. Jesus. Okay. He blows everything out of the water. Oh, yeah. oh my Bring God. We had an idea to FaceTime him, actually. Come on. It's Jesus. 60 seconds. If you, you were stranded yours? on a desert island, what luxury item would you have? Uh, football. Uh, briefs or boxers? Uh, boxers. What was the last... I didn't want to see them. Sorry. <laughs> what was the last <laughs> movie you saw? Um, uh, Some of the Rutger Hauer in. Oh, don't watch movies. <laughs> okay, okay. Can you hum the French national anthem? No. Uh, Favourite Christmas song? Um, I wish it could be Christmas. <laughs> okay, last gig you went to? <laughs> Kid British. Okay. Years ago. Who is your Doctor Who? Uh, Michael Sleggs. <laughs> just imagine what his, uh, his, his sonic screwdriver would be. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, slushy. I only had a couple more left, so I'll get the oven as well. Uh, would you rather go into space or deep sea diving? 
Or a bit of both, to be honest. Well, you only have oh, one. Yeah, it's quite... <laughs> Yeah, we've got that much space, money. In space, space. Yeah. Apple or Android? Apple. Uh, which would you like to be on? Big Brother, Love Island, or I'm a Celebrity? Love Island. That's a big. I've got to ask, football team, what is your football team? Brentford. Though? Brentford. So, uh, Charlie and I, um, he's Fulham, of course. Yeah. They're our big rivals. And well, I was going to mention when you were saying about bloopers and all that for the DVDs, at the uh, end of Series 1, um, as we... Um, Shot the last scene. They, when we knew that was going to be it for the series, uh, when we called rap, uh, uh, DIP Nick Martin, he uh, carried on recording because as soon as we rapped, Charlie and I said we're going to have a fight at the end of this. Oh right, <laughs> fight! <laughs> so he carried on. We called it. You know, finished scene. That's a wrap. Charlie came running over towards us. I picked him up, chucked him down, <laughs> and we we're just scrapping on the floor for about. <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> is, is that why you think Rimmer could beat him at a, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's nothing. You've seen the size of his arms. There, absolutely. <laughs> Twigs. No, he, he got punched in France as well at the Euros. Oh, did he? Yeah. He has actually been working out, apparently. Yeah. Really? With Paul Cooper. With Paul Cooper. Well, Paul's a beast. He is a beast. Yeah. He is yeah, a beast. He's an animal. And I think, uh, I'm not supposed to say this, but Charlie actually had a whitey. And uh, that was the end up. of it. He nearly fainted oh, on yeah, the bench did, press. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He told me not to tell you that. Okay. Five no, kilograms. Nobody else, it, nobody else has heard that. So you're fine. Get a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. So, um, I mean, we can't really say what have you got coming up, because obviously... <laughs> we sort of know. Yeah. Well, we, we I can of... ask something. Oh, sorry, oh. I'll pick that up in a minute. Don't worry. Um, what, where do you see yourselves moving on to? What's the progression that you're at? So if you're first assistant director where do you go to, to actually direct or uh, is that something you want to do i used to want to do but no, i've sort of made a short film and sort of went off the idea oh right right i don't know really um i'm just a slave to money at the moment so you're sort of quite happy where you are and what you're doing or do you still have aspirations to do yeah i suppose you're always, everyone in this industry's got a script up their sleeve and an idea but <laughs> Mine will never get made. <laughs> but then we'll again, would never. you look at you'd look at Daisy and Charlie and, and use them as inspiration and the fact that yeah, I mean, they, then, they were knocked back seriously when they were like it was all ITV and stuff, and they've still come through that. So, but it's quite rare when you sit in a room with people like that and you realise, you know, they're just on another level. The things they come out with sort of blows your mind. Yeah. You're like, how, how are you coming Where up? Have with you come from? Where does that idea come from? Yeah, yeah. so I'd could never see myself alongside people like that. Right, right. Callum? Uh, I want to go into sports, to be honest. I've had enough of TV and film. <laughs> the only job I enjoy doing is uh, this country. <laughs> that's no word of a lie. It's, 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 it's like, this job is so different. Yeah, that was great, and I'll do that again. But So what you mean, as in sport, like, presenting, or...? No, I don't know, just sort of just doing similar stuff in sort of, like, on live football matches, for example, and... Um, Soccer Saturday. Really no, I mean, I'm still playing the lottery. If I win the lottery, <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> you know, that's it for me. I'm not that happy doing what I do. I'm not I'm not down or anything, but I just... I've had enough of TV and film and, yeah, yeah. you know, the other side of it. And it's just... If I'm honest... It's not as glamorous <laughs> really as honest, people it's think it's not it is. Some, team, a no, lot right. of people do love it. And, you there, know, they love a... their job and love work fact of working There's in TV also... and film. But I fell into it and... There is a misconception that you earn loads of money in TV, which yeah. is not true. Well, it's funny, because I was only talking... Even the talent don't 
Yeah, I was talking to my my daughter yesterday or the day before, and they were saying I I can imagine that Daisy and Charlie are like rolling in it now, and I said I don't know whether that would actually be no. true because, like I say, it was only originally a BBC Three show and then went to BBC Two, wasn't it? BBC, BBC One. Did it go to BBC One? But it was after Match of the Day Match on the, the day. Saturday, That's wasn't right, it? Yeah. First series. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's it. I think it's just that image thing, isn't it? You think you see people on TV, exactly. and you, you think, think they're minted. just yeah. yeah, think they're just earning mm. loads and loads of money. Um, a lot do. Yeah. But, and they work like winning a BAFTA doesn't you don't get any financial reward no. for that I'm no obviously it puts you just it gets your name out there yeah, isn't yeah. it it yeah. pushes your doors, profile and doors open don't yeah, yeah. yeah. but you're not suddenly like rolling in money but then it's no. never instant for anyone if you think of like Graham Norton I mean mm. now one of the highest paid BBC people I mean he was he's been doing it for such a long time mm. and it was Channel 4 and Little rolls on Father Ted now, and it's taken yeah. a long time for yeah. him to come through. So it's it's a slow process, isn't it? Like any job, there you go. Yeah, let's yeah, throw it back to you guys. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this is this. We we landed straight in the money in this job, didn't we? <laughs> we did. you know, we, mean, give, we give something away for free, and that's it. You get you get loads of money. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. To be fair, that's because Graham Norton. To be fair, when Callum was talking about the fact that he was that when they need a part for somebody, if you ever need like. Over forty people that are like you know for a, a diet show or something. Um, by all diet means, give show. us yeah. a, give us a shape or something. Yeah. Or retired yeah. footballers. Or if, they, if they, or if they do a prequel of this country and they want like Len when he was like twenty years younger, then <laughs> give, give us a shape. You know, you know, because we could both do that. This country, the early years. The early years. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could do, do that. You, um... Do you find it hard to get get? Well, obviously you do because that's true on it. But do you find it hard to get guests? Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> we don't find it hard to get guests. The amount of people that we've had, um, obviously we've been very lucky in that we've managed to speak to pretty much everybody that has worked on the show, as in in front of the camera. Yeah. And there's still a couple of people that we want to. Yeah, we've just uh, got to try and get, hold, try and get hold of. But that's where things like Twitter comes in really yeah. good because you have access to these people whether they contact you back or not is another thing but um we've been very lucky and the fact that we we we, we knew daisy and charlie uh, a little bit before i did right. it yeah. yeah so we, we we had daisy in we've been doing this for five years now so we so had Daisy three years ago probably about three years ago um oh. just when she was starting doing kerry the original right, right. show yeah, yeah. So we had her in talking about and that was she was so much fun mm. she was so much she was filthy and <laughs> she said some really outrageous, sort of outrageous things, things. <laughs> and we thought yeah yeah she's fantastic Gold. um and then we've sort of followed on and followed bits and pieces and then when we um we saw the show didn't we, we thought we've got to do a podcast on it because yeah. even if we didn't know daisy and charlie i think <clears throat> we would have done it anyway there's enough to talk about within yeah, each episode but the fact that we sort of had access that a lot of other people wouldn't have it was fantastic. We had them in for the very first episode, and then they came back again just before series two. No, came, uh, no, series two had already the first episode had come just out, just come out, and they came in and we live streamed it. Didn't yeah, we? and the fact <laughs> then that we can then speak to people like yourselves, and this is going to be fascinating for mm. our listeners that they get to find out. I mean, I've always been fascinated. I love watching behind the scenes footage of when they're actually filming. Yeah, because I think when it's oh, in a frame, exactly. it's in the frame of what they're saying. You get lost, and then there's like in a film, there's music and sound effects and stuff. But when you watch it, like once removed, if you like, and you can see the camera and the person, it doesn't. You think, my God, how do they do that? Yeah. How do they act? <laughs> I don't understand how they do it. Um, what I, I should say also is, um, 
it's really well constructed. Like they all work so hard. I don't mm. Tom and yeah. Simon. They really do go through the process with the scripts. Mm. They do rehearse so far lots of rehearsals, well. not necessarily the scenes, but they'll do like I was lucky enough to sit in last week. They do scenarios to right. get the guys into character. Really? I was lucky enough to sit there well pretty shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, go steady. Yeah. Go steady. But you saw a couple it. of the main cast right. just doing stupid role plays, which you could almost have had an episode out of what they were doing. It's so mm. stupid and mm. funny. But again, that's what we've said so many times that it's so layered. And they've started putting things like in the background. Yeah, yeah. You know, the <laughs> the, the missing poster behind Paul Shahidi's thing and then well, I don't think it was ever confirmed, but everybody said, Well that's the guy that's in the red cagoule. Or whatever, you know, yeah. little red riding twat. Yeah. But it's little My things like that. Line from the last yeah, series, there's some people that, that have never noticed that I before. Asked, I was going to, because I heard you guys talking about this before, and I, wanted, <laughs> I was like, oh, I could tell them what happened, but. <laughs> no, not no. That, no he's story. already said too much on Has that front. <laughs> there's enough out there to work yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I love all that kind of yeah. stuff. I love all that kind of stuff. But every department puts so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's most hard working. Crew as well. well I just thought it, it, as well, like the yeah. art department just put like, art the department most fantastic. Yeah, um, costumes are brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, makeup. Every person Nick, in you know really, you know, and goes in on it as I, well. Nick Martin and aided it on the cameras. Yeah, the way they sort of zoom in and out, mm-hmm. they, they're not told that. Either. No, that's, they sort of that's what they're just natural. Those moments as well. You that's know, a real talent, and yeah, and they're pulling their own focus, which is quite rare. So, yeah, it's just, it's a great show to work on from that point of view. What's the rap party like? <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we didn't, oh, I've never been. Series one, we didn't, we had a little, um, went out for a curry towards the end. And mm. that, that was good fun. And then Balsam, my birthday was on the shoot on the first series. And we all went, one. we all went out, um, yeah, first series though, we all went out, 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 <laughs> halfway through. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that was great fun. Very messy. <laughs> in Sirencester. Where, oh, where, where did you end up? Oh, whatever club is in Sirencester. Reeve, right, was it? One. Yeah, we ended up in Reeve. And you're still in the here. cage what? or whatever it was. Oh, my goodness, me. Hanging upside down in there. That was great fun. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. You sleep but, upside um, down. Yeah. Really yeah. Used to it. <laughs> but they, um, yeah, they tend to not do rap parties as much. It'll be like a cast and crew screening yeah. a few months later, and then everyone goes out for a few drinks then. Simon Mayu Archer, he, at the end of series one screening, oh, yeah, he, um, he got very drunk and was watching Match of a Day in the pub, just you know, shouting how much he loves football and stuff like that. So yeah, it was embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> he did well, embarrass himself that night. Yep. Guys, you got to keep doing what you're doing <laughs> because everybody loves what it is that you do. Yeah. And um, obviously, everybody is just so excited for the special. And then series three. Um, thank you very much for coming and joining us. It wasn't thank that bad, was it? No, no that's pretty great. Is yeah. that right? Shame <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk more about football, but well, you know, we can have a football chat in a minute. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Brentford, isn't it? I mean, what uh, are we going to talk Villa about tomorrow night? Oh yeah, me, Tom, and Sai. Si. Are you are you a football fan as well? Yeah, I'm, well, I've given Cam- up my. He's a Cambridge fan, so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I'm missing a match tonight to be here. Oh my god, oh, that's dedication. But we're two nil down in it. All right, well, he gives a toss. Exactly. <laughs> We're saving you from yeah, the, the, the torture. Uh, Neil, would you like to do a little well, bit of Well, absolutely. First off, we've got a little announcement that should be uh, 
available to you once this is out. Mm. Uh, tickets for our second live show at the Sundial Theatre, Siren Sister, will be or are on sale. Uh, this is the 30th of November, Friday the 30th of November. Tickets are available now, so just go to the Sunday, uh, Sundial, Sundial Theatre website and just book your tickets. And make sure you get in there because we did sell out the, the, the first one and... Uh, that I'm sure that this one will sell out as well. And w- WTAF Podcast has its own website now. <laughs> WTAF <laughs> Podcast. After 41 episodes, yeah. we've finally got our own website. Dot .com, so yeah. you no longer have to go to the Pancast one. Or do please still go to that. Yeah. And uh, you can message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the other social media. Well, Snapchat as well, aren't Snappy chat. I have no idea how to use it, but we're on it. I use that for uh, I only use it when I'm going to the toilet and I often send people Snapchat so oh. having a shit. Really? Oh, yeah, oh. Love it. Don't know why. Just enjoy doing it. Oh, I thought we... Yeah. I'm not on Snapchat. Yeah. So add me up. <laughs> yeah, if you want your dick pic, <laughs> what, what daily is, dick pic. If you want to see me having a dump every yeah. morning, add me. What's your... What's Caltay your... BFC. Okay. <laughs> I will send it to you. So you have to part with. Do you, do, are you snapping yourself on the toilet yeah, or are you yeah. snapping what's after... Uh, mostly when I'm on the toilet, right. mid dump, and uh, occasionally if it is quite They're a messy one, their... I will. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm, this is I'm intriguing. Really, I'm kind of yeah. thinking that maybe we follow in Callum's yeah. lead just for our, our the WTAF. If it's snapshot, me having a dump. If it's extraordinary, what's come out, then you will sometimes, <laughs> you know, snap the the contents too. But, the yeah. daily dump. This <laughs> dump daily dump. Yeah, How many how many followers have you got? I feel about four. <laughs> well, have you got your real name as your Twitter? I know, I don't do Twitter. I just yeah, want you, you to scroll. You've got a secret name on there. Uh, I don't tweet nothing. Look, he's trying to dig me out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that's the end, isn't it? So we're on the social medias and yeah. you can email us at WTAFthiscountry at hotmail.com. Well done, Neil. Thank Brilliant. you very much, Callum. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much, mate. Thank, Thank you, Matt. Matt. My glasses keep steaming up for some reason. <laughs> You're excited. I am. It's all the talk of poo. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Too much. I think that's what it is. Uh, that's it. We'll see you for the next episode. So why don't you go and yes. get plumbed, you fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, (laughs) Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.